welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of TechStream. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the downloads, the 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 ratings, the reviews. Keep on the ratings. That's what we need more of. We have the downloads. We got to have the ratings. So just say something nice about us. Just say how how charming Shelly is or something like that. And you get us uh, the ratings and the reviews uh, for TechStream. I'm Seth Everett. He is the CEO of the Palmer Group, Shelly Palmer. Good afternoon, Shelly. Hey, hey, how are you, Seth? You know, they should just basically understand what a snappy dresser you actually are. And they could be commenting on that very, very attractive uh, polo shirt you're wearing right now. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because for an audio podcast, that was what it was. Yeah, usually. I mean, we're fashion plates. People don't know it. So you can just imagine us brilliantly dressed. Well, one tech note, you know, when Zoom last summer upgraded its audio component, it people always used to think that you had to turn off the video to get good audio. And that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, you're 100% dependent on how good your bandwidth is, how good your connection is, whether they're throttling you, whether they're bit shaping the traffic. There's so little you can do about the quality of your video once it leaves your house. And so everybody's only defense, the only thing people can think to do is, well, let me shut off my video. That will help because it will obviously use less bits. And it does use less bits. So less bits, you have a better chance at a good connection. But in practice, Seth, as you know, we are at the mercy of the zoom people yes <laughs> we, are, we are zoom zombies uh that that that's what we have i just want to piggyback on an earlier episode uh we did an entire episode on the future of the movie theater we did yes and we were explaining just to put some context in saying that while we fully believe that as you know we 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 come out of this pandemic whether we're healthy or not um you know broadway shows and sporting events we totally see uh, what's going to happen. Last weekend was the first full weekend of college football and all the stadiums, even the, 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 the crappy schools, they all had full stadiums. And there were 60,000 people everywhere yeah. uh, gathering in these large groups. But and, Broadway, uh, we, and Broadway's opening. Right. So Broadway's starting to open. Right, and we're seeing right. we're seeing and that's going to be sold now. out perfectly. Like, it, it, oh, yeah. Every show is going to be sold out for years. Uh, yes, there's, there's such a great demand for people correct. just getting together and certainly Broadway and college football. Well, that's always been a big draw. But but the context of it, well, the college football, they wanted to have those games with full stadiums last year. And yes. that's we're not going there. We won't um, go there. The idea was the movie theater. What was the fate of the movie theater? And so I want to hmm. I have a report for you, Mr. Palmer. OK, I went to a movie theater for the first time in 18 months. Uh, last out. week, I saw yeah, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Ooh. Rings. Was it good? It's good. It's good. Uh, we do a full spoiler review on the this week's episode of the Hall of Justice. Okay. Which I'll be honest with you, Shelley, was the only reason I went because I I right. I didn't need to see this. I saw it by myself in the middle of the day, and that's it wasn't a COVID thing. It's just, I couldn't convince my family. We, we weren't getting a babysitter to see Shang-Chi. It, there's nothing out there. They showed the 25 minutes of previews and none of those films were like, I, I don't, I don't need to be in a movie theater for this. I can wait for streaming for this, but mm-hmm. here's the, the, the point of the story. Do you know what's the theme of movie theaters when they go out on press tours, when they do anything on social media, about coming back to the movie theater. What do they stress? 
They always stress that it's a shared experience where audiences want to be together and you right. need to have that. Yeah, that's the, it's the but, whole but thing. But this is, year, but this year it's experience. been clean, right? They say yeah, they're everything's hard. clean. Yes, uh, disinfected, actually. Disinfected, right. Disinfected. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to, to the point of uh, clean to the point of hospital clean. Okay. So I get into the theater and it's assigned seats. You buy the thing with the app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I go into my assigned seats. And to my left, there is used napkins. No way. I tweeted the picture. Wow. Go to my Twitter feed. I tweeted the picture. Yes, you did. Look at and this. my argument is, look, it, it, first of all, I can't move my seat because with COVID, I'm not going to be the straggler that sits next to other people that didn't, you know, they purposely wanted to sit by themselves. Like, so mm -hmm. I can't move my seat. And you spent countless commercials, countless ads on cleanliness. And all this shows me is that nobody cleaned this theater. Yes. It's not the napkin. I, I can I can survive for two and a half hours not touching some joker's napkin. Hmm. The point is, is what else did you not do? And if you can't guarantee me, like, I don't want to see an AMC ad that talks about how clean the movie theaters are because they're not clean. Um, you're using yourself as a focus group of one. Do you think this was a uh, an experience Isolated that other people incident. had? Is, is this just like somebody made a mistake and you're blaming the universe for this one person's bad uh, day at the office? Or do you think this is uh, indicative of the way that the nice people at AMC are uh, screwing up? Well, I, I guess the, the point is, is that you you went out of your way to say how clean you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but that's the asking, argument. No, because I'm, before the argument. pandemic, if I see a napkin, I'm not calling out AMC on social media. No. My point is, you went out of your way to tell me how clean this place is, and that. Yeah, you know it's funny. About forty years ago, fast food hamburger restaurants (FFHRs) like McDonald's and Burger King and all that stuff figured out that they could get you to police your own table, basically, you know, bus your own table. Yeah, yeah. And so they set it up and they made a big deal. Now, they had employees cleaning stuff up, but you go into a fast food restaurant in Midtown Manhattan five, six years ago, and the place was not what you were hoping it would Eat be. In your because, car, right. Yeah, you'd be better off taking it out because right. nobody was dealing with the tables. Nobody was dealing with the, I don't know about the suburbs, but in Midtown, it was, sure. if you were, if you were, in a hurry, and you were going to partake of fast food, your best bet was to get it in the paper bag they were going to put it in and get out of the restaurant. The theaters, they never quite trained everybody to do that. They never quite got you not to throw your empty popcorn container under your seat. They never quite got you to get the candy wrappers and put them in your pocket and then wait and put them in the trash when you leave the theater. I don't know why. I mean, the ballparks have been pretty good at that. Right. They, they actually got pretty good at it, but certainly not the uh, the theaters. And I, I do have a lot of personal knowledge about theater management and the what it takes from a staff perspective to man a motion picture theater and also the economics. Remember, you need fifteen hundred people to see a movie each week before you have to change the movie out, which I think would surprise a lot of people. Right. In a given but, theater. But you had months of movie theaters being closed 
Yes, months. To uh, rectify this. Yes. Again, I'm not one of those sticklers. Like, I'm not a person who, you know, th- two years ago, I would not care about seeing a napkin. My point is, is that you go out of your way to tell me how clean you are. Yeah. So now what it's done to me, though, is it said if there's another movie, uh, the Venom 2 is is supposed to come out. I'm only doing superhero movies because those are movies I have to review for the other podcast. Yep. And I'm seeing these movies in theaters, but I'm going to theaters expecting them to be filthy. <laughs> Look, you know what, Seth? I think we got to give the movie theaters a little bit of a break here. First of all, they were never awesomely clean. And secondly, from what we know, and we don't really know very much, COVID is airborne. And so, you right. know, the napkin it, it, probably the isn't napkin hurt doesn't you. have COVID. And, right. and you know, the, the seat doesn't have COVID and you should be washing your hands because you can, you know, touch your face. But it's, uh, that's not, I'm not so concerned about any of that. I, I am really concerned about the state of the motion picture business financially right. when it comes to movie theaters. I dislike the movie theater experience personally. We've said that, that we spent yeah. the whole podcast talking about We did about the whole it. podcast. But the economics of theatrical motion picture releases are undeniable. Without that capability, without being able to pick up the kind of green dollars that a motion picture a distribution company makes when they have a theatrical motion picture release, this gets really challenging because once you sell it to a Netflix or a Hulu or a Disney plus or who, it doesn't matter who you sell it to. Once you sell it to a streaming service, it's done. Those the economics of those organizations are we're buying this so that we can either retain or recruit. Those are the two reasons we buy. And so the economics are your movie is only worth its value to us in retention or recruiting. Wow, that is really different from your movie is worth whatever I get first in the theatrical motion picture release window, then whatever happens in home distribution, then whatever happens in airline distribution, then whatever happens in hotel room pay-per-view distribution, and finally streaming distribution. So if you take away the first four windows economically, you have you've taken a baseball bat to the knees of the economics of the motion picture business. Now, this is inevitable. And yet we have more movies in production right now than I've ever seen in ever. Uh, a couple of, uh, one of my dear friends, a, a very famous actor who I won't name drop, but I were on the phone yesterday, you know, uh, for those who, who are listening in the future, it's Labor Day weekend here in the United States in 2021. And I was, you know, on the phone with friends, just, you know, catching up. It's kind of a great weekend end of the summer to say, what's up? Are you kids going back to school? I noticed you didn't call me, but that's all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I knew I was going to talk to you today, Seth. And the, the <laughs> thing is that I was on the phone and he has, they just canceled one production because of COVID and he's got another one. There's no way for them to reschedule. He's booked. Star of the show, star of the movie. Oh, wow. They, they were six weeks in. Another four weeks of principal photography. He's got another commitment. There's nothing he can do to go back there that so they can't finish the movie. And you know, the contracts that we all write, the actors write, actresses write, we all write when you have speaking engagement, whatever. It's like sure. this is the day. Uh, you and, and and there's a covenant in the contract. Sometimes there's a COVID covenant where it's called out directly, but mostly before COVID, there was a little covenant in the contract that said, This is, you know, I'm not scalable. 
this is I'm giving you Thursday, three o'clock on such and such a day. If you don't use it. I can't resell it. You know, right. you will pay for it anyway. And by the way, you can't reschedule it unless it's mutually agreeable. Like you have to, and that those contract clauses are in every contract for any professional services where the service doesn't scale. So as many movies as there are in production, and there are a lot, and a lot of TV shows too, as many as I've ever seen in my life. I'm mean, well over 600 TV shows in production right now that you and I would call broadcast quality, like astoundingly right. good, high sure. quality, full crew, every, you know. And usually smaller episode totals and higher quality per episode. Yeah, and what's happening is the schedules are all getting messed up the way they were during the height of the pandemic, which I, that's going to have to change at a certain point, but I don't know when it's going to change. So yeah, we're in a really strange spot right now from an economic perspective with movies, obviously with all of the streaming services all looking for original content or just replenishment. I can't wait for The Witcher to come out. I can't wait for like, there's like a bunch of I think morning show is in mid September. They're going to yep. come out with the, you know, the rest of the morning show and they can't make another episode coming back. Yep. I, I need another 10, 12 Ted Lasso's as soon as they can grind those out. I <laughs> got to have them. Got to have them. Uh, I go on. The, I get down the list of things. I really would love to see, you know, eight more episodes, 10 more episodes of as quick as possible. I'll even say the Mandalorian, which I can't believe I just said out loud, but this is the way. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for more Star Wars. Absolutely. Uh, more Star Wars. All right. Um, we have to dedicate an episode to Bad Bunch. We do. Bad, bad Batch. Batch. Bad Batch. Bad right? Batch. But not, not today. But we have Bad sure. Batch. We definitely have. Because I'm, I'm, I was so delighted by that for no reason whatsoever. We have to well, just and talk the about guy, it. Not today. Uh, the guy who plays, who voices all of those clones yeah. in the Bad Batch has a part, a small part in Shang-Chi. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. and there's, there's that's a fun amazing. Fact. There's and, a fun fact. And one of the neat things I did on the Hall of Justice, and I hope you'll understand, I think this is something our audience would appreciate. Uh, when the movie Black Panther came out, I had a theory that a white person could only love that movie as much as you love Black Panther, could only love that movie 9.5 out of 10 because to be an African-American and to live the African-American experience and then see T'Challa and see him not be African-American, but African and Wakandan and be royalty and how that's never been portrayed properly in cinema. It, the impact on an African-American person is unique and thus cannot be compared. A white guy can't just can't appreciate it the same way a black guy can. For Shang-Chi, I thought I wanted to see if the same thing applied. And so I found a guy who has actually uh, is popular in the tech space, uh, Brian Tong, formerly oh, of Senior. Sure. Yeah. And Brian Tong and I connected and he helped me review Shang-Chi on the Hall of Justice from a Chinese American perspective. Oh, wow. And it's That's cool. fascinating. It's a fascinating movie. That's super cool. I'm, I'm now excited to hear that podcast. Good, yeah. good, good promo. Good segue. Awesome. And uh, so, yeah, Brian, Brian's a fan. Uh, he loves what uh, we're doing with texture, you know, so it's oh, very, that's very, well, that's, very cool. What are we doing? Oh, we should be talking some yes. tech today. Is there some tech you want to talk yes, about? Yes, there, there actually is. Um, there was an announcement that uh, the Apple Watch Series 7 was delayed. Mm -hmm. uh, there's talk about the iPhone 13 possibly being delayed. Yes. And then there's the saga of the iPad. And 
when I say iPad, I do mean other tablets as well. I'm not just just iPad, but I'm questioning from a usability given everything that we've talked about with the PC and how computers are getting better and better and better and gaming has made computers get better and better and better. Um, what is the value of these tablets? And I think that one of the things that has been a great misnomer in sales from iPad to iPad, you know, the, the, the different generations of these iPads is that unlike your phone, I don't see people replacing their iPads as much. I don't see people replacing their tablets because if you have your tablet, it's a pretty good tablet. It doesn't go to crap all of a sudden. And now you need a brand new one. And so the anticipation from the beginning of the iPad to now has completely changed. Well, I think you can apply that to 100% of handheld devices. There isn't a reason on earth that I can think of to have gone from an iPhone 11 Pro Max to an iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now I did that because like you had to go see the movie. I have to right. have the phone. You had to write a review. And, right. and I, you know, I got the demo unit. I didn't have enough time to spend with it. I knew what features it would have because Apple's very good with WWDC and they released the operating system well in advance of the hardware so that the developers can all take advantage of what's going to happen in the new hardware because you have to have the software in advance. So you always know what features are coming. Every once in a while, you get delighted and surprised. Oh, wow, they're going to have bokeh effect in video or whatever. I mean, it's like there'll be some some little feature you say that's a nice to have. But from a need to have perspective, we've hit the law of diminishing returns a long time ago. You can't make a faster phone call. You can't watch a faster stream. Either the stream is streaming or it isn't. The, the screen is already astoundingly good. And the battery life sucks. So if they make it a little better, you'll be happier. But in practice, they're all going to be incremental changes now, no matter what comes out in the next handheld. And it, it's probably double for tablets in that, what are you using your tablet for? You're, you're checking your email. Okay, so you need a browser. So the browser is going to paint the screen at some speed. If that's an acceptable speed to you, right? If that experience is acceptable. When right, you, you don't when need a new iPad. You're good. You're, you know, you're good. You're probably more uh, beholden to the connectivity of that device than you are to the device's capability to paint the screen for you. Now, every once in a while, something happens with either an iPad or a tablet when they really have multitasking or the ability to uh, add certain peripherals. There are some times where okay. if you have unique and special cases, yeah. But for the most part, if you're if you're browsing, if you're using the the G Suite, you know, all the Google stuff, G Gmail and all the Google apps, uh, you're, you're good on whatever you have. You're probably better off with some Chrome-based tablet than you are, Android-based tablet than you are with an, I, uh, an iPad, but you can use it very well on an iPad. If you're in the Microsoft suite, the Office 365 suite, like if you're in anything like, even if you, like in Apple, if you're in Apple's own, you know, Apple's got its own kind of, no one uses it in the world, but if you were in numbers and all that, ages, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, but you, meanwhile, it all works just fine. Thank you very right. much. And it doesn't work any better in the next model. Right. Like the actual doing of what you do doesn't work any better. Yes, you have a faster problem. And by the way, when they went to the Apple chips themselves, you know, when they got uh -huh. into Apple's own chips, they did have a quantum leap in quality and capability. I'm not going to say they didn't, but if you've got, an iPad that's under, let's call Five it years. three years. Three I'm going to say okay, three. That's fair. 
if you have uh, an Android tablet that's under three years, and uh, like any of the Samsung Galaxy tabs from the last three years, if you have any iPhone, like an iPhone 11 or better, well, I, that would be only the 12. So even the 10, but uh, 10 to 11, eh, you didn't get much. You got some. The, this one coming now, 12 to 13, yawn. It, it, it just isn't going to matter. And so that's that's the part that I think everybody is thinking about. Also, we've really changed, Seth. There's nothing you need to put. Like tablets are making sense to people now because you really are doing almost everything cloud-based for your main right. The stuff. streaming. And I used to get the giant capacities, you know, right. 256 gig, right. you know, the, the whole thing. For what? Well, now the only reason you need that is if you're taking shooting a, a lot of 4K video or if you take an awful lot of pictures and you want to have them, right? Then you need the local storage. But if you're not shooting 4K video and you're not needing every one of your pictures available to you, if you don't mind putting them up in iCloud or some other cloud storage and watching your daughter out, ride a bike does not require, you know, hours and hours of footage. It, 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 and it also, well, I think a lot of people are very promiscuous with the way they shoot, which is actually good as a director. I, I love am, to but now you did that whole episode about the, the, iphone scanning your pictures now i'm nervous i'm not promiscuous anymore. yeah well no what i mean promiscuous <laughs> meaning you just shoot an awful lot of video the thing is what people don't do and here's an important fun fact and safety tip you it's you will never delete anything unless you delete it on the day you do it like the right. the stats for when you go back and delete so if you're doing that birthday photo montage or video montage for that special sweet 16 or bar bat mitzvah or the coming of age or high school graduation you're going to have a party and you know your kid is three years old and you you go wow that's i just shot the the first time this child has ever gone swimming or sure. the first time they ever rode a horse it's like find the 10 seconds that's going in the compilation that's video right. when they're when they're 19 years old and graduating yep. whatever yep. or 18 and put it in a folder called this i need later because right. you will never find it otherwise right. ever ever and ever most ever. people upload it to facebook and it's all saved on that server and then you re-download it off Facebook, and then you, you have a lot it. of. And by the way, that's lower quality, lower yeah. resolution because yeah. it's been on Facebook. And yeah, and 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 Facebook search is getting harder and harder to deal with. So, you know, I'm just giving you forewarned is forearmed. You're taking pictures of the new puppy, and you're going to want to have a puppy compilation. You're taking pictures of the new kid, the new pet, the new store, the new whatever. You know, do your editing, do your selection, not your editing. Do your selection. And here's another head, just fun fact. Uh, safety tip as much head trim and tail trim as you can possibly give yourself you're going to be thanking yourself later that allows you to dissolve right. so count one one thousand two one thousand when you turn it on and count one one thousand two one thousand before you stop shooting yeah. give yourself some head trim and tail trim so you could actually put a cross fade or a dissolve in there a fade to black where like without having to do freeze frames you you won't know what i'm talking about now till you sit down with whatever just try it right later. try iMovie or, <laughs> or give Premiere yourself Pro. give yourself yeah. a couple three one one thousands in, in both sides of every shot that you think you care about you'll be much happier later well it's funny the um because of the storm in the northeast the my kids had no school on day two mm -hmm. and you know we're not doing an episode on this, but I did scream on TechStream this summer about schools, even though it was go back to school, have a virtual component built into your class yeah. for just such an emergency. Yeah. But anyway, so the kids had no school and my 10 year, my almost 10 year old is playing with her iPad. 
Yeah. And what she does is she puts uh, friends on. She's obsessed with friends. And she's just sitting there and the iPad quality. It's an old, old hand me down iPad from like one of our, our aunts, I think, from like one of the original iPads. It's a, it's garbage. And I said to her, I said, does this work like this all the time? And she said, yes. And she says, you think for my birthday I can get an iPad? And I thought to myself and I said, what is my iPad doing? My hmm. iPad has been sitting on my desk for literally months. It doesn't go. I don't take it anywhere. And what I used an iPad for in the beginning was covering games. But now yeah. I have a laptop for that. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's not happening. So I formatted that iPad and I gave it to my kid and I'm I, I don't have an iPad anymore and I don't have a need. And so what it's gone extreme. It used to be I never had a need to get a new iPad. Now, what this thing is, is I don't feel a need to have one because if you are a computer user, there is nothing an iPad has that a computer doesn't do better. Mm hmm. Well, I totally, I mean, you're just preaching to the choir. There are a couple things, however, iPads do that any tablet does actually that computers don't do as well. And the first and foremost between my laptop and my tablet is vertical versus horizontal reading capability. Okay. Now, as you know, I spend a lot of time playing music and, um, part of my daily practice routine is to do a lot of sight reading. Like I'll do 15 minutes of sight reading and sight reading requires you to look at music you've never seen before and read it at sight. Okay. Now, now in the old days, and I'm talking about 30, 20 years ago, I used to go to a music store right behind Carnegie hall called Patelson's music. And they had a, a, a big basket filled with $1 um, sheet music. You could just whatever was in there. And they were all stuff they couldn't sell lesson books and what have you. And you'd, I'd just literally pick up a pile of it. And, you know, 20 bucks later, I would have a bunch of weird music I'd never seen before. And it didn't matter what instrument it was for, or what key it was in. The goal was to be able to just pick it up and sight read it. And the only way to learn to sight read and keep your sight reading skills hardcore, especially now since there are no recording sessions that you go to anymore, sight reading. And it's a lost art, and it's just, but it's a skill I learned as a, as a very, very young child. Anyway, in order to do that, you can use a horizontal display. I mean, you can but I much prefer the vertical display that looks like a page. And so what I do is now my sight reading practice I do on, on my iPad. Also, I use a, uh, uh, I use a practice tool called iReal Pro, which is the real book turned into uh, an app, it's spectacular. And I prefer that um, it's just chords and some backing tracks generated by computer, but I prefer that in vertical rather than horizontal. So the iPad sits on the piano and it makes a really good, really, really good music reading tool. Um, I also like the iPad for Procreate, which uh, it's a, it's a art program, really, really wonderful art program for iPad. And it also gives me a tremendous connection with my oldest granddaughter, who's quite the artist. And we, oh, cool. we trade stuff back and forth. And I do like the fact that you can move it around and you couldn't really do that on a laptop. So there, I mean, look, there are apps that are specific to tablets and I could name 20 others. I mean, there, there are apps that are specific to tablets that people really like, but if you don't use those apps, 
Seth Everett, then you don't, right? right. Then a laptop is fine. Now, believe me, you there's things you there are plenty of things you can't do on a tablet that you can only do on a laptop. And let's face it, most of the laptops that you or I would have are desktop replacements. They're literally uh, interchangeable with our desktops for all right. intents and purposes. Um, that's it's funny. It's less true now uh, because again. Everything's in the cloud, G Suite, Office 365, and a lot of the programs that I use, QuickBooks, you know, it, you could download all the banking apps, I mean, you name it. It's rare that I, in fact, it is very rare that anything but a utility program gets downloaded to my computer. You know, the clipboard stuff, Alfred for my Mac, is, I couldn't live without it. Um, I have various clipboard programs for, uh, I think I use Clipboard Manager on the Windows PCs. Um, virtual cables are required. I mean, that's stuff you have to download and all the plugins and the plugin managers for the various uh, audio and video workstations that I use, those all need to be downloaded. And to be fair, the audio and video workstations do, right? So the whole Adobe suite has to be downloaded. You can, I mean, to get the most out of it and you need a very powerful computer and that doesn't happen on tablets. But with the exception of the you know, of a Pro Tools or uh, of an Avid video editing uh, software or some of the Adobe suite, Photoshop, what have you, almost everything requires a browser and a good broadband connection sure. and enough of a graphics card to properly paint the screen so that you're not feeling like it's taking forever. I think most people don't understand that those programs do leverage the central processing unit, the CPU, but for almost everyone, if the faster your graphics card, the happier, the faster you're going to think your computer is. That's just another fun fact. And if you have enough RAM uh, and enough graphics capability, I'd much rather have a lot of RAM and a lot of graphics capability than a really expensive CPU. Because for most of the stuff that I do, with the exception of very mathematically heavy spreadsheets, all done in the CPU and all done, you know, by leveraging as much RAM as possible. It's just, right. Bottom so, line, bottom line. Different world, different that, world. Tablets are, you know. No, no, no. But they are it, what they are. We're not, we're not anti-tech. What we're saying is, is the stuff you have is probably good enough. And what you're going to see is, you know, when a story comes out about the Apple Watch, the iPhone, the, 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 the tablets, it just seems like they are, it's just so let, let's let's put the let me spin that slightly differently. I agree with you. I'm going to go further. The next iPhone, if you have a 12, you don't need a 13. In fact, if you have an 11, you don't need a 12 unless it breaks. Like unless your iPhone breaks, if you've got an 11 or later, the 13 is meaningless. The thing with and, the throttling, though, they don't do that anymore where they purposely make them slower. I, I'm not sure that ever really happened. There's an awful lot of mythology about that. I will let you know privately, personally. My experience with Apple is that the battery degradation right. is far more important. And if you want to breathe new life into your old MacBook, go get its battery replaced no matter what right. it you says. Tell me that. Right. The battery, the everything goes through the battery circuitry. And if you've got a fresh, new, honking battery, your device will be working at its peak performance, which you cannot do with an old battery. So your battery is three years old, even if it's you don't have the little indicator like going flashing going hey battery service time spend the 200 bucks get your battery replaced it's a lot cheaper than 1900 dollars for a new macbook for sure but i'm just going to say but for the I phone when, when the iphone see a 13 for the comes phone. out a lot of times people lease phones now so i 
if I get the Apple, uh, the iPhone 13, it would be because my lease is up and I can upgrade. And so that's what's going to happen with me. I'm on their new phone every year plan. And, you know, it's, I don't know what it is, $62 a month or something like that, plus, plus tax and plus whatever they charge you for Apple Care. Um, I actually might be on the Verizon version of it, which was slightly better financially and had a slightly better uh, care plan. Uh, Apple Care takes you so far, but I think the Verizon covers if you lose your phone or stolen. Like I, I remember, so I actually think I'm on Verizon's version of yep. the new phone every year plan, but it is a new phone every year. Yep. Otherwise, honestly, Seth, Someone said to me, go drop 1500 bucks on an iPhone 13. I would laugh at them. Like, seriously, like, what would you do that? over yeah. what? Over the 11, over the 12? No. And again, my wife has a 10. She does. She's eligible for the upgrade. She doesn't want it. She said, I don't want to have to set it up again um, there. By the way, that's a day you're going to want back. So if you don't, if you right. can't give it the full day and you don't need the features, like, again, these are all nice to have. I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't. God bless Apple. You know, make new stuff. Need, right. <laughs> but, but, but when you talk about, can I make a call? Can I browse the internet? Can I, you know, does it have a wallet? Can I do payments? Can I like, you name the feature that you would actually use every day. Can I quickly make a GIF? Can I quickly shoot a, a picture? Can I quickly edit something? Can I post something really quickly to Instagram or TikTok or whatever? The answer is yes, 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 yes. Like you don't come down to a, wow, if I don't have an iPhone 13, I will not be able to do blank. There is nothing to put in that blank. And that's the same thing with the new tablet, anybody's new tablet. We're at the end of handsets and the law of, by the way, the law of diminishing returns has set in hugely. And we've gone over this with computers too. Now you go to Best Buy and you look at a computer that costs, call it, I don't know, a Windows computer costs 500 bucks. I'm making this number up. First of all, it's the same as every other $500 computer, no matter what the specs say. And it is no better from a functionality perspective than any computer that was made three years ago. Like it doesn't do anything else. Right. It will do a little word processing. It will do a little spreadsheeting. It will do a little photo editing. It'll do a little music stuff. It'll do a little video. It's gonna let you browse the internet. It's gonna like, a, that's what it does. Those are the functions. And if you get caught up in the tech, then you're like one of those people who just likes to tweak their stuff to tweak it. And you know who they are, the motorheads, basically, you know, gearheads who say, oh, well, I have this processor and I've got this much RAM and I got this. Right. Good for you. If this is what makes you happy, go in good health and God bless you. But if for the normal human being who's just looking for the benefits, there are two kinds of people that buy stuff. There are people that look for features and there are people who look for benefits. And here's the way it works. When a guy walks in the store, wanted to talk about the features of the stereo system, the features of the speaker system. I heard how many ohms, what I heard about wattage and I heard about like every possible spec you could, you could, you know, total dynamic, uh, uh, dynamic range. You wanted to know about distortion levels, like every spec in the world. When a benefits person walks in the store, what they're looking for, what a benefits person is looking for are not features, just the opposite. They would ask, does it sound good? Can I play these songs? Is there like, is it good for rock and roll and folk? Like the benefits is what they would ask for. They wouldn't ask about the features. They'd ask about the benefits. And that was the magic of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs for the early part of the iPhone career was like all benefits, benefit, benefit, benefit. Takes a like the shot on an iPhone. They show you a magnificent picture, an incredible video. And they tell you it was shot on an iPhone. They don't tell you the resolution of the screen, the resolution of the lens, the f-stop of the lens. They don't tell you anything about the aperture whatsoever. They don't tell you about the CCD that's in the camera. They, they're not telling you the features. 
you don't know what CCD is in your iPhone. You don't know what the aperture or the f-stop of that, the aperture of that lens is. You know that was shot on an iPhone. Wow, that's incredible. That's a benefit story. And so, what you know, if you think about the benefits of owning a computer as opposed to the features, right. if you and I list the benefits of that computer, Seth, those benefits haven't changed since the Apple II Plus. They've just gotten a little faster and a little better. I'm not advocating everybody go back to an Apple II Plus with a right, 140K right. disk drive and a floppy. But what I am saying is that if you are, if the, if the benefits you're looking for aren't actually better, right? If it's just features that change, not benefits, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Like there's other things right. to spend your money on right now. And there are a lot of other things to spend your money on right now. And that's not where I would spend it. Sorry, Apple. But unless you can show me a demonstrable benefit, like a real benefit over the feature, then stop telling me about the features. And that's really what I mean. So no one yell at me, please, about the, the boy-girl no. thing. I know you're going to yell at me, but don't. No, don't. and my favorite part, when Apple has, in September, we'll talk about it on TechStream, but when Apple has their big announcement of the iPhone, when they t whenever they do the Worldwide Developer Conference mm -hmm. and they talk about the increased maps, that's my favorite yeah. one. Oh, yeah. so you're saying the maps are better. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Every time it's, it's, you know, Hey, what happened at the worldwide developer conference this year? Oh, there's going to be new maps. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Don't can, get me wrong. The maps improve every year. Don't get me wrong. The we can do a full episode on maps. Anytime you want Apple maps, Google maps, ways. That's oh, a great episode. That'd be a great. Episode. That'd be a fun. All right. That'll do it for this edition of TechStream. Uh, we will continue next week with another new episode. Hope everyone is being safe out there. And do me a favor. Just bring a wet one and wipe down the seat at the movie theater. <laughs>